106.9. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We are sitting here on New Tour Tuesday. Coming up at 9 o'clock, you're getting new hard knocks, new low cash, and new ice cube. All part of that. If you want to skip ahead of the class, the ice cube video actually online for you right now at WRQK.com in the Sansbury Show section. We also have a pair of Tom Segura tickets. We'll pass those out 8.30 as he plays October the 14th, Hard Rock Roxino. And at 7.30 and 9.30 this morning, we'll get choked up with Rhythm and Brews tickets. That event on the 22nd of this month, Canton Cultural Center. We'll be joined 7.30 by Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get a, get a wrap-up of the NBA Finals. If you're just waking up, didn't see the game last night. The Cavaliers fell last night. I believe it was 129-120 to the Golden State Warriors. And that's obviously going to be a big part of our program this morning. I um, I don't think there was much you could do about it. I, I, when Kevin Durant's shooting the ball that well, I'm not sure. I mean, there's not much you can do. I mean, they were, even when contested, he was just hitting the shot, making it look really, really easy. I, uh, I saw somebody say this last night, and I kind of agreed with it. Um, this felt like an inevitability since he signed with the Warriors. And deep down inside, we all as, knew it. even as much of a Cavs honk as I am, and as much as a LeBron homer that I am, like it felt like it was inevitable since last year. I, I think there were, there were definitely ways to win last night. Our bench yeah. was abysmal. Yeah. I mean, abysmal. And... Um, I mean, they were hitting wide open jumpers at at, at at points where I was just like, well, I mean, guys, if you're not going to play defense, yeah, guys are going to score. Yeah, and you have to pick your poison when you play a team with that many weapons. And it was one of those things where it's like, well, if Andre Iguodala is hitting a, an open three, but I'm double teaming Kevin Law, or t- Kevin Durant, that's the right basketball play. You got to make those moves. Right. You have to make those decisions and live with the consequences of it. But you're right, dude. I mean, it was the benches last night that really made the difference. Starters, I think Cleveland outscored Golden State. I think by like 17 points when it came to starters versus starters. So it really was the difference of having guys who stepped up in the moment and were able to do things. And last night, guys like Kyle Korver and, and Darren Williams just weren't able to carry their weight. No, they didn't have it. They they did not have it. That rookie for Golden State, is it McGraw or whatever, that, the skinny kid? Uh, James McAdoo is who you're talking about? Maybe. that okay. they, they have a rookie. I, I, I'm sorry. I forget his name. But that rookie stepped up and played really big last night. You know, he, he didn't look like he was like afraid of the moment. I think sometimes you're a little bit blind to the moment. And it's a little bit like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm too young to know what right. this is all about. I'm right. just going to play my game and then it's going to work out. I think, I mean... There were times where where Durant was legitimately being guarded, like legitimate, like full on, really good NBA defense, and just hitting the jumper. There's nothing you can do about that. Like, there's, we may be ushering in the Kevin Durant era of the NBA. We may be doing that right now. I mean, LeBron's what 14 years in. I mean, there's, I, I still think he's probably ultimately the better player right now. But we may be ushering in the KD era. It's undeniable that they're the better team right now. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's it's very much, if, if we're getting into a 1A and 1B conversation, you're going to have to give them a tip of the hat there just based on the team alone. Now, this is being tweeted in, and, and Don, you're absolutely right about this, and I planned on going off on this multiple times this morning with the Cavaliers and actually all NBA teams. And I'll equate it to my sport golf here in a second. But you have got to. You have got to make free throws. 
and I hear TV announcers talk about like guys, oh yeah, well he just doesn't make it just shooting's not what he does. Well then what the hell are you in the NBA for? Like if you can't make shots, what are you an NBA player for? I, I always look at it as pitchers you can't hit. Like I understand if you're not the best at it. Like I get that, but you have to be able to do it. Uh, so I'll equate it to golf. When a golfer misses a four foot putt, they're murdered for it. Murdered. The the media like now again nobody cares because it's golf. But the golf media destroys golfers who miss four foot putts, especially in majors, especially in a major. And that's what a free throw is. It's a four foot putt. What do you mean you can't make that? What percentage of free throws do you think teams should make in a game? God, sixty five, seventy. I mean, dude, it's a, I mean, think about what it's called for Christ's sake. It's called a free throw. Essentially, it's an extra point in football. I mean, if, if, if your kicker was mix, missing extra, every extra point in football, you'd fire that guy, right? Average team running about 75% of their free throws. Okay. 75%. I mean, it was noticeable last night. And when people were making that argument online where it's like, dude, look, and I saw multiple people say this on Twitter last night. I love LeBron, but if you're going to compare him to Michael Jordan, the one thing Michael did way better than LeBron. Now, I don't know that to be true. But they they were saying is Michael made free throws. Now I don't know that, but again, if you watch now again, it's only what you watch because they'll only show you the Michael makes. Right. So I don't know if that's true or not, but it did feel like we missed a lot of opportunities to score from the stripe last night. There's I think there's a million different things you can point at last night and say, well, this was a blown opportunity. This was a missed opportunity. If you would have done X, Y, and Z, things would have turned out differently. But you're living in a hypothetical world. I mean, it's 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 you know the the game unfolded the way. Way that it did. Obviously, you know, there's a million things I wish could have changed, but it, when you run into a buzzsaw, sometimes the best laid plans just don't mean anything. Right. You, you, you can have, you know, a ton of talent, a ton of, of, of effort, a ton of, of, of tenacity involved, and you just don't have what it takes to, to beat that team. A lot is going to be made about the missed call on Kevin Durant where he kind of like hit LeBron James in the face on, on that basket. That was a huge blown call. Huge. Huge blown call. Can't be argued because they ended up going on a huge run after that, and Kevin Durant would have had to sit down. And he wouldn't have made a couple of the threes. It would have it would have changed the game. Would have sat for the rest of the quarter. But it didn't screw you over on the series. The refs didn't screw you over on the series. Being down 0-3 screwed you over on the series. That's your fault. That's not the refs' fault. And honestly, up until that point, the refs were fine. Kevin Durant had two fouls. Klay Thompson had two early fouls. That's not the refs screwing you. Um, the, the only gripe I'll make against refs, and I think this is is for all sports, and I, I said this kind of after Game Four, is even when your team benefits from it, you want more than just consistency. I want calls to be made correctly. I want calls to be made right. And I understand basketball is a fast game, and it's probably the hardest of all the games to officiate, just because you have so many moving bodies, so many you know up and down the floor so much. It's, it's I, that it's, would be a tough ref it, job. It is, dude, yeah, it that'd it be is. a tough ref I mean, job. I, I feel like you know, and you have to run with. Right. And I I feel like, I mean, you know, baseball, obviously, every umpire is going to have his own strike zone. You know, the NFL has their own set of of issues when it comes to officiating. But like Mark Jackson last night on commentary was just like, oh, well, as long as it's consistent. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like. Not if you're consistently bad. Right. That's that's. I want you accurate, but but consistent on both ends. Right. I would agree that consistency, if you call it consistently on both ends of the court, you're probably getting a fair game. 
right? But I do want the calls to be made properly. And you could tell what I will say about the refs last night is you could tell that those refs had heard the media outcry of the fact that the refs took over or lost control, rather, I should say, lost control of game four. And you could tell that they didn't want to be accused of losing control of game five. I will give you that. It was called tight for sure. And I think that that probably did benefit the Golden State Warriors a little bit. I uh, I thought it was funny. And you, I mean, you saw it from both sides, just depending on who won which game there. But you have so many fans that yell rigged, rigged, all oh, the refs and the rigs. And last night, nobody in the Golden State Warriors camp was saying anything about the game being rigged. Nothing. Like, no, Draymond's it, mom was happy with the outcome. You got to have it one way or the other there. If you believe it's rigged, it's rigged across the board. Right. Right. So, th- so they rigged it so the Cavs would win one? I mean, if they were going to rig it, they'd go six or seven games. Right, it'd be seven games, and that's that's what it would be. They might even just do it, stop at six to to, to to like maybe like throw you off the trail of it being rigged and this and that. But uh, just worth noting, uh, Jordan eighty two percent from the free throw line, LeBron seventy six percent. Okay, so players. not so not egregiously lower. No, you know, I mean, what I mean? you're you're within the margin uh, of error. There. LeBron kind of an average free throw shooter. Is that right? I mean, if seventy five percent is the average and he's seventy six, I don't understand that. I don't for, for the life of me I can't figure that out. Like I I I'll I, like I watch all these roundtable shows and they'll always talk about NBA guys. Yeah, well he can't shoot. Well then what the hell is he doing in the NBA for? <laughs> what the hell? What do you mean? There's like a handful of jobs. It's like the smallest. I, I you know. Is it the yeah? It's the smallest league, right? I mean, you got the least amount of players. Like, and yeah. so w- why would that league of all leagues take people who can't totally do the job? I will never understand that because uh, a majority of players aren't all around players. The majority of players are really good one or two things. They're specialists. Yeah, and that's that's all. You have to be really good at what you're good at. You have to shoot threes really well, or you have to play defense really well, or you have to be able to hold on to the ball and not turn it over, and those are the things that you do where most guys aren't like LeBron, where they're like fully encompassed players. Right. Kevin Durant, same way, where he's able to do it on both ends of the floor very well. I mean, most guys are not like that. What the hell happened to Kevin Love last night? Um, he was just lost. Obviously, on the scoring end, and I think it, 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 it when he caught that early, that early, it was the second foul in the first quarter, and played he had a little sip, differently. And usually, what his game plan is starts out hot, and then kind of peters off throughout the rest of the game. And I think once he had to sit early in the game, it threw his entire night off. I think he had eleven boards last night. And I know that doesn't win the game, but it's not like he was like, "Oh, dude, what the hell?" Like, no, I mean, you need those. Right. You need that. I just, I, I know. I know that's gonna be that's gonna be the piece everybody talks about moving because he has the I guess from what I understand he has the easiest contract to move around. So four, four, I think four more years, one hundred and ten million bucks. So I don't know which I don't know who's like all right, that's a lucrative contract. I don't, I don't <laughs> they all keep it. talking about how he's the easiest person to move. I think it's gonna be altered a great deal. Um, well, you're not gonna you're probably not gonna you're not gonna move Kyrie Irving. No. Obviously, LeBron's gonna be where he is. Um, Tristan Thompson. Would I don't be know about that. Tristan Thompson would be considerably harder to move than Kevin Love. I think more teams would want Kevin Love. So if that's really? the argument, yeah, I, yeah, he's a he's a. I mean, Tristan's younger though, right? More of a marquee player though. More of a guy that's going to be able to. You're going to be able to build around. Tristan's a complimentary player to dudes like LeBron. Tristan would play really well with Kevin Durant. Tristan plays really well with LeBron. Tristan would play really well with anybody who has that to them. Where Kevin Love is somebody you could actually like. All right. How do we how do we compliment him as opposed to using him as a complimentary piece? I got asked this a thousand times last night, and I see no chance it happens. But I wanted to ask you, okay, Westbrook as a Cavalier. 
everyone's like, oh, the story writes itself, and it would be the logical, like, easiest thing to do. I don't think so. But I don't, yeah, I don't. don't He'll drive LeBron crazy. He will drive. You know, people make the claim that that's why Durant left is because Westbrook never gave him the goddamn ball until like there was two seconds left on the shot clock. We're we're getting into the point of of the basketball year where everybody's going to start like making these wild like trade scenarios and like, oh, we should do this, that, and the third. And it's like you have to look at not only does this work in a financial aspect, but does this work in a basketball aspect? We can name a million great basketball players. It's not Westbrook. And yeah, you have to bring somebody in who compliments LeBron and his team. Ron and Westbrook, by 10 games into the season, would be at center court screaming at one another because they both want to be the dominant player, and LeBron's the better player. And I, if you're going to play with LeBron, you kind of have to play his way. Well, right. It's not an easy thing to do, and that's something else that you have to think about as as the Cavs like kind of look to retool this offseason and look to make moves this offseason, is that like you just can't pull a talented guy and plug him in and expect everything to go swimmingly. Like It's going to take an adjustment period. Are, are Darren Williams and Kyle Korver Cavaliers next year? No, I mean those guys weren't going to be even if they won a championship this year. I mean those are those were both guys that are thanks tempor- for your service, see ya. temporary pieces, right. and like and maybe Kyle Korver would be, but I doubt that. Darren Williams, I don't see how he would be involved. Yeah, I, I mean that guy just really didn't play well. Like he just did not play well. I uh, I can't say enough about Kyrie Irving. Cannot say enough about LeBron James. This is going to get slung around LeBron James's neck and I think unfairly. I I don't know I, I don't know what more you wanted the guy to do. He averaged a triple double in the NBA finals. I mean, if we're going they're going to talk about how good their defense played and all this. I mean, remember last year Iguodala was the uh, or 2 years ago, I think he was the finals MVP. Yeah. Held LeBron to what? 33-19? Yeah, that was his that was his big accomplishment. <laughs> that, that was his MVP um, series. I I don't think it's unfair to hang this around LeBron's neck. Because you know the buck stops at your desk, LeBron. You're the president of the team. You are the the boss of the of the applesauce. There, dude, it's your team. But it's not the anchor everyone acts like it is. It's around his neck and it's weight on him, and he's going to have to work to 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 kind of you know overcome that. But it, it's it's on him. It is at the end of the day, it's it's his team. Yeah, I mean, he's going to take the heat for it. I mean, you want to play GM, and the, and the fans are going to want to rip you up about it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, was saying all week and all you know, late last week. I, I don't, I don't believe he leaves, but don't buy into. There's no scenario whatsoever in which LeBron James isn't a Cavalier. I'm just, I'm just telling you right now. I mean, dude, if you go back and listen for the last two weeks, things he's been saying, small little trails of words here where you can't totally pick up on it. But if you really go over it with a fine-tooth comb, he's preparing you for maybe. He really has been preparing you for maybe. I don't see it right now, but you just never know. Everybody in the world is going to be moving players around. Everybody's going to be trying to figure out how do we get a team that can beat this Golden State Warriors team, and somebody's going to get on the phone with an, with an offer good enough, with an idea good enough that he may listen to it. I'm not guaranteeing you it. I'm just saying it may end up happening. And so like a lot of us that are like pro-LeBron, be ready to still be pro-LeBron when he leaves again. Just I'm, There is a scenario in which that may happen. So as you're waking up and getting ready for your day, don't bother brushing your teeth. I'll tell you why next on The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new hard knocks is the name of the, the our first group. Bikini season is the name of that. New low cash, ring on every finger, and ice cube song, good cop, bad cop. Very interested to check out what the F the police 
author has to say about good cop, bad cop. Well, I mean, you know, Cube, obviously, he uh, he feels like he's a reporter from the streets. He lets you know how it is right there. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be great. We'll check that out. To end the program a little later. Tom Segura tickets up for grabs 8.30, and we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do that at 7.30. Get his take on the NBA Finals and what he thinks maybe the moves will be. And now, finally... We can get back to Cleveland Browns football, baby. You know, you know, people were saying to me, now you guys can get back to the Indians. And I was like, yeah, in October. Like, don't get me wrong. I like baseball, and I love the Indians. But I think most people get invested with that season after oh. the All-Star break. Oh, yeah. Dude. Right? You got plenty of time left. Um, the Indians have been playing a little eh recently. I think they're sitting at just over 500. And the only reason they're still on top of the division is because nobody else division's in the division's not very good. Nobody else in the division's really doing anything. But, I mean, dude, the good thing about that is you got plenty of time to uh, right the ship. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe the Indians bring the, bring the championship home this year. As you're waking up and getting ready for your day, you may have heard this before, but it turns out it totally is true that your toothbrush is bacteria-filled. All right. They say that a toothbrush is worse than a toilet seat All right. as far as germs go. More than 10 million bacteria live on your toothbrush. They say there are real concerns if you have it in the bathroom. Well, where else would I have it? Yeah. They say if you flush the toilet, you're exposing your toothbrush to germs from the fecal matter. Now, apparently that show, Mythbusters, found toothbrushes sitting outside of a bathroom can still be speckled with fecal matter as well. And they say toothbrushes right out of the box can harbor bacteria because they aren't sold in sterile packaging, which isn't that a little crazy? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, dude, yeah. it's going in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you break it. Although so is a beer bottle. Right. I mean, think of all the, you, you use forks and knives at restaurants, and those are certainly not in any sort of sterile environment. Yeah, I know people that take like their own silverware to restaurants or will like take like plastic like spoons and forks and packaging into a restaurant so they don't use that. Still using the plate, still drinking out of the cup. That's what I always, you know, my buddy's like, no, I won't drink out of the cup. I use straws. And I'm like, uh, dude, I, I still think... You're tilting at windmills there, right? right. I mean, you're eating it, you know. You're eating out. You think that straw paper wrapper is enough to keep out fecal matter? Okay, probably not. Okay. Now they All say right. most germs won't hurt you. Most of this bacteria is not going to hurt you as long as you're brushing your teeth with toothpaste. Which, of course, why would you brush your teeth without toothpaste? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's dry brushing and just not, you know, giving. But, but like, I don't understand the toilet seats are less germy than that. I mean, wouldn't it be as equally as germy, right? Why is it less germy? Like, why are toothbrushes more? I mean, like, sometimes toilet seats, like, I mean, there's like pee and poop, like, directly in the vicinity of that. Like, how? I don't understand that. How is that possible? Yeah, I don't understand that either. They say how you store your toothbrush is often what matters. They recommend rinsing your toothbrush with tap water after using it and air drying it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, who doesn't rinse their toothbrush <laughs> off after? I mean, dude, what is the matter with some of you? Are you not rinsing your toothbrush off after you're done with it? And they also say one of the best ways to do this is to prevent this from happening is to close the toilet lid. Okay. And again, who doesn't close the toilet lid after b- before you flush it? You're just leaving the the, the, the like the lid open. The, and only, then, the only way I can think is some there's some bathrooms that you don't have the top, but those are usually like public bathrooms. Like yeah, the, that's like the, the bathroom here. Right, and I'm, right. well, although I do brush my teeth in this bathroom here, but I keep my toothbrush and my mouthwash at my desk. It's like in a drawer, and it's got like its own little compartment in there, and that whole thing. They say you could also rinse your toothbrush, Fantone, in antibacterial mouthwash or toothbrush sanitizer. 
Okay. I didn't know they had toothbrush sanitizer. I didn't know that was a thing. I've never seen it, but I guess I can't be surprised that it exists. They say also to help keep germs at bay, do not let anyone else use your toothbrush. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's one of those things that totally grosses me out. Like, I understand I'm going to open mouth make out with my girlfriend. Right. I still don't want her using my toothbrush in the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you factor in oral sex, and it's like, well, that's the most intimate thing you could possibly do, be doing with your mouth. Um, but there is something gross about toothbrush sharing. I'm trying to think. Uh, was there a situation I forgot my toothbrush and she had hers? No, I don't, I don't think I've ever crossed that bridge with, with my girlfriend. I don't think so. I woke up once, and this is years ago, but I was dating this girl, Natalie, who I was crazy about. And uh, I woke up one morning to go to work, and she was in the bathroom in my house. And I knew she didn't bring a toothbrush with her, and she was brushing her teeth. And it hit me. I was like, wait a minute, how's that happening? And then I walked in there, and she was using my toothbrush. I was like, what is the matter with you? And she got, and it became like this huge fight that morning. And I said, that's a decision. You got to involve me yeah. in that decision. You know what I mean? Like if you woke up and I said, I remember saying this, I said, honey, if you woke up and you were like through like wiping the sleep out of your eye, you saw me in the corner of the room, putting your underwear on to go to work. Wouldn't you be like, Hey, involve me in that decision. I need to know about that. All right. So now I, uh, I have to go back to the Cavs here just a little okay. bit as this guy, Keith writes in and says, it's tribe time, dude, at least waste your time on a team with a little bit of talent. Okay. Well, there's nobody, Keith, Come here's on. what I'm going to say to you, dude. Come on. I know that they lost the title last night and you're looking to jump up and down and pounce on LeBron James, but nobody, nobody, nobody on the Indians roster is being considered to be the second best baseball player of all time. Nobody, nobody. Let's leave the goat out of it. None of those guys are even close to being this. None of those guys would be in the top 50 baseball players of all time. So don't talk to me about how the Cavs don't have any talent. Kyrie Irving is the best finisher at the rim, probably the best point guard all around in the entire league. LeBron James is in the conversation for the second best athlete in the game, in the history of the game, in the conversation for that. It's not that they're not talented. See, this is what I'm always saying about uh, about people just jumping up and down on stuff and just like if you, you, what have I been saying for two years in here? You either win a title or you're a bum and we have got to stop that narrative the indians haven't won a title right i mean the Cavs won the title bunch of bums bunch of bums i get it dude some people are just baseball people i totally understand that and we will definitely have scott represent that and we'll talk the tribe it's not like i'm anti-tribe it's not like i'm anti-baseball but to, to sit there and pretend that the indians are a more talented team than the cavaliers per their perspective sport yeah, I think the Cavaliers are probably a more talented basketball team than the Indians are a talented baseball team. I don't know that to be true, but my gut says it is. And normally, that thing being as big as it is, <laughs> it lands in it lands in Correctville is normally how that goes. Adam West, TV's Batman, did die. We covered that the other day, but there's a story coming out about him that I do not believe. We'll break that down for you next on the Stansbury Nation. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stans Ray Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. I'm laughing right now because I knew what my email was going to say today. I knew what my Twitter was going to say today, and I knew what my Facebook page was going to say today. You know what they're all saying? What's that? It's time for you to admit that LeBron James sucks. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm being told. God. Guys, they Come were on. deep in the game last night. I tweeted this. The bench is non-existent. Kevin Love has played terribly, and we're down five points against what I'm being told is an all-time Golden State team. If dude, that just proves how good LeBron James really is. Anyway, I'm I'm moving on. He sucks. 
We'll talk about LeBron a little bit more with Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do that at 7.30. So Adam Westeye, TV's Batman, Adam yeah. Westeye. And I'm hearing this about him, and I don't buy it. Okay. And I think much like sports stars from back in the day and rock stars back in the day definitely lied about their sexual exploits and what they were doing. And, you know, there was a time where sleeping with a ton of women made you cool. Now you're a pig. But, like, back in the day, it was like that was how you were cool. And people are claiming, and not people, actually, Adam West himself claimed he had sex with eight women in one night. I don't buy that. He says it was a ninesome, that there was just eight women and he slept with all of them in a row there. I was going to say, if there was multiple threesomes in a day, I can buy into it, but eight women all at once. I don't know, though. I mean, it was that era of free love and like, right? I mean, isn't that kind of the the, the whole, you know, back in the day? Adam says, Bert and I were like kids in a candy store. It was the swinging 60s with free love and women threw themselves at us. That I totally buy. That I buy. Women, this is true. If you have a little bit of notoriety, women want to stand next to you. That's totally, I mean, dude, I, I can tell you, I, I, I can attest to that just being in the loser radio business. Right. Imagine being on TV. With, with Batman. And when, when being on TV really counted, it's not like you were just some like douchebag reality star. You were the star of a show. But Phantom will tell you this. I, I, he heard this story yesterday. This is a true story. A girl said to me two days ago, if you can get me tickets to this show, me and my friend will give you a threesome. I mean, no. Uh, so, now put the Batman cape on you. Let's not pretend I haven't. I'm saying, dude, I don't think physically you could sleep with eight women at the same time. Well, not eight orgasms, but, I mean, you have sex, you know, you're, you're having sex with one chick, then you're having sex with another chick, and you're having sex with another chick. You know? That's a lot. I don't buy it. Don't Just know. like I don't buy Gene Simmons, who was like 20, and I'm the biggest Kiss fan there is, but it was like 25,000 women or something he said on two doors or something like that. Well, you only have so many hours in the day. Um... If he if he would have said eight separate eight separate pop offs, then I think there would be a little bit of like, dude, that's a lot in the day. But so ejaculating's where you draw the line. Eight times within one day, but I don't know, man. I mean, I've definitely and, done that. It was uh, I was gonna. It was all by myself. I was gonna say, well, when you were in middle school and you took a sick day, like, good lord, dude, eight times in one day. He says we're talking about wild times in the dressing rooms on set between the shots. But they said because of the, the restrictive like suits that they wore that they had to do quickies a lot. And uh, now he's talking about doing it in the Batman costume. Eh, he probably stretched it a little bit there. Well, they say he and uh, Burt Ward, who played uh, Robin, both said that it was like a huge attraction for women and that when they hooked up with them, they wanted you to be Batman or they wanted you to be Robin. And Gene's talked about that from Kiss, too, how women wanted him in the outfits. And I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Like, if we were to sleep with, like, a, an actress we really liked, we'd want her to look like she did in, like, the movie where we thought she was the hottest, I would imagine. So I, I, I could totally see that being a thing. I just don't buy, I don't buy it. I think these guys all were out running around talking about how they did all this stuff, and it, it was crazy, don't get me wrong, is but five, I don't buy eight. Is five viable? I don't know. That seems like a lot. Oh, I think five's completely obtainable. Like I said, I mean, you have multiple sex if you're in an orgy situation. And yesterday I told you that story about him and the Riddler going to an orgy. I feel like I could totally have it. Yeah, he says here he does talk about that in this article that I'm reading. That he and the Riddler did. He says orgy is is a, is a little bit of a stretch of the word. He said, but there was multiple women and there was he and I. Which, again, I, to me, that's an orgy. I don't know, I don't know right. how many people he... 
to me. If there's two dudes, multiple chicks, that's orgy. Anything over three becomes an orgy at that point, right? I mean... Yeah, in my book, I think it would. Absolutely. I don't know if I buy eight women at once. I don't know if I buy that. I just, I don't buy, I, I don't believe that. There was a double homicide in the area. Yeah. This happened yesterday, I believe. We have a little audio. We're going to run that down for you on the program next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Just heard Lincoln Park there bleed it out. And Fantone and I were talking during that song. We both think that, that that may have been the last decent Linkin Park song recorded, right? Yeah, and it's from 10 years ago. <laughs> like 10 whole years ago. Yeah, that whole thing fizzled out fast. I remember, so it was like the Dracula soundtrack, One Step Away or whatever was on okay. that. And I remember saying to my buddy, this band is going to blow up. Their album came out, Hybrid Theory. This is before I worked in the radio business. Right before, though. And I went and got the record, and I listened to it, and I told my I was like, dude, this band's going to be the biggest band on the planet. And he's like, you're insane. I was like, no, I'm telling you, man, this Hybrid Theory record's really good. These guys are on to something. And sure enough, they blew up and got huge, but it did. It kind of fizzled fast. I mean, I know they're still out there, yeah. and they're still popular. I'm just talking about stuff that I'll listen to. It kind of fell off pretty fast. I mean, it just goes to show you um, how bad rock music has been, commercial rock music has been in the past 17 years, that Linkin Park hasn't had a good song in 10 years, and still they're like, oh, yeah, dude, they'd headline any rock concert, right? I mean, like, Linkin Park yeah. headlining Rock on the Range for sure, or something like that, or any of those any of those things. It's not crazy to have that happen, no. You know what? And I actually... The rock scene might be getting worse because online for you now in the Sandsbury Show section of WRQK.com is a video where Ivan Moody quits Five Finger Death Punch oh, from the stage. Geez. It's like, I'm out. Peace out. Now, people are saying he's saying he's staying with the band, but I read the statement and it's not clearing it up a whole lot. That video is online for you at WRQK.com. Some people are saying rock music might be better because of that. Dude, see you later, Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, you're not a big Five Finger fan. Huh? Um, no, it's not my not my cup of tea there. But. It's decent gym music. I'll never know because I'll never go. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, but it, it's decent gym music. It is what it is there. And like, I'm not, I guess I don't hate it. But at the same time, I don't understand why some people are like, Five Finger Death Punch. To me, the people who claim Five Finger Death Punch is amazing and Nickelback sucks are, that's where you guys lose me because it's like guys same band one's just pretending to be more aggressive i mean but it's i mean the lyrical content is the exact same but ivan moody apparently quitting five finger death punch that video online i mean he does it right from the stage grabs the microphone says he's done so that video online for you wrqk.com have to transition here into something else that's a little bit more somber obviously a lot more somber i should say as there was a double homicide in our area now this is coming out of lake township um and I, I, I'm sorry, I get a little confused. So it's Lake Township, and but but uh, apparently the school district you were telling me would have been Hoover. Do I have this yeah, right? Yeah, it's a North Canton address. It's Lake Township, and that's why it's not North Canton PD. It's the Clark County Sheriff's Department. And uh, I, yeah, that I, does I, make sense. I've lived in I've lived in this area for five years, almost over now, and I still don't know where like Lake Township is, or like Jackson starts and ends, or like where a lot of that North Canton. Like I just don't I, I don't know where the lines are. I, I thought this was me, but I. I never know where I am. I was like, well, maybe it's just me. But I honestly, and, and I, again, I hate to, 
I hate to be joking around because this is actually a, a serious thing. But as I'm trying to give you the information, like I had to ask for clarification because I don't totally know. But this out of Lake Township now, we have a little audio from, uh, from the, where did you get this? 19 Action News. 19 Action News Supply. Or 19 Cleveland News. I'm there sorry, we go. There bad. we go. More breaking news to tell you about police in Stark County investigating a double homicide. What happened inside a home in the 1300 block of Mount Pleasant Northwest near Wadora Circle in Lake Township. A news conference just wrapped up not too long ago and our Sarah Goldenberg has more on this late breaking story. Sarah. Tiffany, deputies tell us this all started when the son called with concerns to his parents. He was trying to contact his parents. They had just gotten back from vacation, but he couldn't get a hold of them. So he drove over to this house himself, and that is when he found his parents dead inside. That was around 4.15 this afternoon, and deputies arrived shortly after. They tell us they cannot tell us a cause at this time, but there did not appear to be a break-in to the house. We are currently investigating the homicide, uh, processing the crime scene. Sheriff Mayor here. To collect evidence and develop leads along with the Stark County Coroner's Office and BCI and I. And um, we ask that anyone with any information related to this crime, please contact the Sheriff's Office immediately. Now, neighbors last saw this couple outside in the afternoon on Sunday, and uh, deputies are telling us that neighbors shouldn't be too concerned because they believe that the suspect knew the victims in this case. So they're saying that this murder, these murders could have happened any time between late last night and today when the victims were found. So at this point, there is no one in custody. Ohio BCI, as I said, is investigating, and the coroner is also checking out the cause of the crimes. We expect another update early tomorrow morning. Live in Stark County, getting answers, Sarah Golden. So basically they're saying this wasn't random violence. This wasn't right. like, you know, they were targeted, or, or I'm sorry, this wasn't like, you know, we're kicking in the door, we're high on drugs, we're just looking, right. you know, for opportunity here, that they were actually targeted. Now, the son had called the cops after not hearing from his parents, apparently from returning from vacation, and then he went to the scene, found them, you know, and then called. And, I, I mean, I don't want to speculate, but I'm gonna. I mean... He's obviously a person of interest right now, right? Well, they they mentioned suspect in there, so I think they have somebody in mind, but it doesn't in any of these stories that I've read or heard or looked at or anything. I mean, I haven't found anything that's like definitive. I mean, much like when you find a wife murdered, you're looking at the husband and vice versa. If a husband's found murdered, you're going to look at the wife. And I would imagine they're going to. Now, I don't know that he did it, and I'm not even going to say that he did. But I would imagine that right now, law enforcement has to look at him as a person of interest, at least. Yeah, I, you know, anybody that's involved with that family is probably going to be looked at. Because like they said, they and, knew their attacker. Um, 71 and 64 years old. Um, I, I, I find it so weird that like people of that age were targeted for something like money. I, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I would. I would think. I mean, what would what, what would the other motive be? I can't imagine what it would be. I'm, I'm trying to come up with like some like revenge plot or like are these people drug dealers or something like that, and just none of it makes sense to me. It's all just like, oh, dude, they're 71 and 65 years old. Like, yeah, 71 year old Rogel and 64 year old Roberta. I mean, right? I mean, if they knew their attacker, my guess is it's financially motivated. Maybe drugs in the sense of you know old people have pharmaceutical drugs on them more much more frequently. You know what I mean? Like, and they've got prescriptions of who knows what. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I can't cross it off the list until we know for sure. I I would think it's probably financially motivated. I think both those things could go hand in hand. Right. 
It's uh, but what a sad thing. I mean, if you live in the area, I'm I'm. If you're going to walk away with any silver lining, is that at least I shouldn't say that that it wasn't random violence, right? You know what I mean? Because that will get you put on on edge, you know. Um, but it, I mean, dude, it doesn't look like there was a break in. They say, and they knew their attacker. I mean, I, I don't. How many people do you know at seventy one and sixty four? I mean, right. right? I mean, how many? Your circle is going to be small. Just because I would imagine that this couple had already started to attend a lot of funerals for people that they palled around with. You know what I mean? I would imagine. I mean, I can think about my grandparents. Their circle was small. It was us, the family, and like two other people that they knew. Well, I mean, was it a home health care worker? Was it, you know, is something like that? Like something that, you know. I never thought about a home health care worker. Is something in that vein. Somebody may have a key. Or, you know, somebody who's coming and delivering meals on wheels. Or somebody who's, you know, and I, I don't want to put that on, like, meals on wheels volunteers. Or, right. Or home health care workers. I'm just saying somebody who had some sort of relationship with the people. I am. Um, I suspect. I suspect the son. But I could be way wrong. But I, I, I suspect that in the end, and my guess would probably be by the end of today, end of tomorrow, they'll probably uh, you know, uh, be able to tell us who the person of interest is. But my gut says that. If there's no sign of forceful entry and it all looks like they, they knew their attacker, he called because he didn't hear from them and then he went over there and then found this situation, it just seems very convenient to me. But I could be wrong, and I have been known – from time to time to be a little bit of a pessimist and not necessarily be looking for you know the other thing and maybe I'm making it too easy and maybe I've seen too many TV shows but it definitely feels like um, it definitely feels like he is the person of interest to me but the cops have not come out and said that yet if any more details should unfold throughout this uh, before the end of the show we'll obviously keep you up to date on that we're going to talk to Scott from waitingfornextyear.com about the uh, NBA Finals loss the Cavaliers suffered last night and also get you hooked up with a pair of Rhythm and Bruise tickets that happens next on Rock 106.9 The Scansbury Show on Rock 106.9 Welcome back to The Scansbury Show Rock 106.9 we have a pair of Rhythm and Bruise tickets that events on the 20 second of this month that goes down at the canton cultural center i'll be there from six to eight that evening as well we'll get you hooked up here shortly that will take place after we talk to scott from waiting for next year.com my man thank you so much for adjusting your schedule and joining us again today i appreciate it no thank you guys for adjusting i um i'm, I'm happy to have you I, I i wish we were uh talking to you about a po- you know about game six on thursday we're not uh the golden state warriors won the finals last night i feel like this was the predictable end that everybody kind of felt was coming this entire NBA season. And um, and I guess maybe that's why I'm not furious about it today, Scott, is because I kind of feel like playing with house money a little. Um, we won the championship last year, um, and I don't want to be guilty of what I see a lot of people online doing last night and this morning, which is... The same people who were last year saying, oh, my God, I'm just so happy we won a title. We have a title. I'm fine. I'm happy now. The minute they don't get the second, now they're back on hating the Cavaliers and LeBron's a bum and this whole thing. And I don't want to be guilty of that. He came back home. He didn't have to. He won a championship for Northeast Ohio, and we all know the Browns aren't going to be close for another decade and a half. So I'm just happy I got one, and I guess I'm not so spoiled as a sports fan where I have to have one every year. Am I making sense here? Completely. I mean, we kind of talked about it a couple months ago. I mean, you, you you can enjoy the game, or you can be in that championship or bust mentality, and then you can you can leave yourself enjoying one of the last fifty two years of uh, of, you know, of 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 sports because they have not won 
a championship. Um, again, I, 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 I don't think any Cavs fans should kind of beat themselves or the team up over this. They, they are a very good team. Uh, you know, they showed it last night again. Uh, you know, in, in Spurs, that first quarter and first half was, was a lot of fun. You know, it wasn't until that, like, 22-2 to two run or whatever Golden State went on midway through that things kind of, you know, the wheels started to fall off. But, again, it's not a – it wasn't a San Antonio situation where they were just willed there by LeBron. It wasn't a, you know, kind of 2015 situation where, you know, with the injuries and everything like that. I mean, this was a very, very, very good basketball team with a lot of people who stepped up in ways that, you know, we had been beating them up over, Tristan and Jr. specifically, um, and they just ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, again, you know, a 73-win basketball team added a top-five player, right. arguably probably number two, or, no, number two or three, and that's not, you know, Ty Lue said it, you know, at postgame, because that's what happened when you had, when you had Kevin Durant, and I think, you know, that, that's the headline, you know, anywhere. I mean, we could talk about the future, we could talk about, Los Angeles and all the stuff we talked about yesterday, but at the end of the day, it's 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 a you know Steph Curry, the two-time MVP, needed Kevin Durant to be able to beat LeBron James, and I I don't think you can you can you know be upset about that if you're a Cleveland fan. That's that's almost one of the more frustrating things about this as we sit here is that if Kevin Durant wasn't involved in this series, I think Cleveland could have handily beat the the Golden State Warriors, which were an excellent team. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to call Kevin Durant a sellout. A lot of people have been calling Kevin Durant a snake in the grass for doing what they would have done. <laughs> um, when it comes to this championship and Kevin Durant's first title, um, is there an asterisk next to it, or is this legit? No, I mean he won. I mean it's not, it's not like and played he, good. He, he can't. Uh, yeah, I mean he played very very well. He, it wasn't like he went to the Warriors. And, and Steph, Clay, and Draymond had to carry him to a title. I mean, the guy was easily the best player on the floor for them whenever he was on there. So, I mean, he, he, he won that title. And, you know, it's, you know, it's no different than, you know, you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar leaving Milwaukee for L.A. I mean, that, the guy was, you know, the guy was a, a great basketball player. He was in his prime, and it was just, it was just the way it worked out. Um, you know, no, and I and I like Kevin. Uh, I, think, I think he's a, he's a very talented, very earnest basketball player. Um, do I do you do you wonder what the butterfly effect of them up you know not not caving three one last year in the Western Conference Finals would have been? Yes, um, but again it, it happened and then the Cavs won, which you know as Dan alluded to, I you know I, I don't think you could be upset about you know given the current structure of the team. But no, Kevin, it, well, it does not have an asterisk next to it. That's for sure. I don't think so either. And I think people who are looking to knock Kevin Durant, I, I mean, they're not being honest with themselves. If somebody came to me, like, okay, like, I host this show. I love this show. I love Canton, Ohio. I love everything about this. But if Howard calls me tomorrow and says, hey, man, I want you to be my second chair, I'm leaving here and going to do that. And I don't think that that makes me a sellout. I think it makes me an opportunist, and I see a good opportunity for me and myself and my career, and you got to look out for that. You can't do what's going to make the fans happy because nothing makes them happy. And no matter what you do, they just want to bitch. And they're always just going to bitch because they, they're not seven foot and they can't hit a three. And so they just want to knock down guys who can. It just, dude, it, honestly, dude, dude, the NBA makes me hate Twitter. It just makes me hate it. Because, dude, guys who couldn't play in the seventh grade are calling Kevin Durant a sellout for doing what they would have done. Now, I do want to talk to you about the bench. Because I believe if our bench was stronger, better, 
we win this series. I think it all came down to that. I think it was easy to see that looking at the game last night. There was zero help I, coming off that bench. What are we going to do to make that better? Oh, I mean, we, you know, the, you know, we talked about it again. The X factor was going to be the bench. I'd also argued they were stronger and better. They just played like crap. Um, I, I, Kyle Korver okay. looked just like the moment was bigger than he was. Yes. Um, and I, and Kyle's a great guy. Uh, you know, very, you know, I love having him around. Um, you know, but for, you know, you brought him here to hit open threes and he mm-hmm. had a ton of open threes and, uh, you know, over the course of the entire series and, uh, you know, fell short. Darren Williams, you know, I, you know, I tweeted last night. You know, I'm gonna the one day I'm gonna remember telling my my grandkids how excited right. I was when the Cavs signed Darren Williams, and they he he looked completely overwhelmed by by every backup on Golden State's roster. Um, you know, RJ played well by both ends of the floor. Give him credit for that. Channing mismatch, you know, for in this series, and he couldn't see the floor at all. Um, you know, Iman Shumpert, you know, couldn't stay out of foul trouble. There's there's just a lot of talent on that roster that just shrunk at a time that Cleveland needed them to, to, to grow the most. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, all the guys that, you know, we're, we're talking about on Golden State's roster, they're all free agents heading into this offseason. So it'll be very interesting to see which pieces, um, you know, they, they decide are integral in, in keeping this going forward. Um, you know, be it Sean Livingston, be it Andre Guadalu, whomever, David West, um, you know, on down the list, they're, they'll – uh, the only guys under contract heading into next season for Golden State are Draymond, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and that McCaw kid um, who, who who played some backup point guard minutes last night. And played yep, well. They got to resign Steph. They got to resign Steph, and they got to figure out a way to keep this bench in order. And you know, don't get me wrong, people tend to go places on the cheap when uh, when a championship you know contention right. run is, is in place. So they shouldn't have problems doing it. It'll just be interesting to see which guys they're able to keep of their own right now. I want to, as we're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram both. It's at WFNY Scott. And I will admit that that missed call on Kevin Durant, that third foul, was egregious. That was a missed call, and it definitely weighed into that 22 to 2 run, I believe it was, or whatever. But up until that point, and even after, I feel like the refs did a decent job. I feel like whining about the refs is again what a casual sports fan says because it's the one thing that they can recognize. It's the one thing that they can go, okay, well, he blew the whistle. Just let him play, man. Just let him play. And that's what fans say. I don't feel like the refs were necessarily against the Cavaliers last night, right? No, cra- yeah, no, crazy people play the referees. Um, I mean, the, the people who always feel like someone's against them are Twitter. the ones who, who, who tend to lean on officiating. I mean, I follow a handful of people who are like, every game are tweeting at NBA official like they're going to reply back. Right. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think that's just an insane thing to do. Um, game four was was not they a good look for the NBA right. uh, in terms of some of those calls. Last night, uh, you know, the Kevin Durant call and then the David West situation was another one which was kind of like I, I didn't quite understand how he could not get two texts there. But other than that, uh, no. I mean, Steph got to the line a ton of times because Cleveland kept following him. It's, you know, just like just like Cleveland got to the line a ton of times in game four because Golden State kept following. I mean, it just, it's if you don't want, if you don't want the whistles, don't don't foul. I mean, it, it seems oversimplistic, but there's no, I, it, you can't go into that game or look at anything in that game and say that the referees helped Golden State win. I mean, 
these guys are moving so quickly, and LeBron is so big. We've talked about it. I mean, right. he, he, he's he's a, he's shacking a small forward body, Jeez. and he's very very tough to 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 officiate. Um, you know, for better or worse, and you know, it, you you can find calls here and there. You can find them the other way too. I mean, it, for it, sure it, you it could. just depends on the way you look at it. But I'm not. I I think like, I think last night overall was a uh, you know outside of those two things I mentioned where it was a pretty well officiated game. Scott, obviously the offseason starts today. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers are obviously going to have to you know, rework their, their tool chest and see what they're able to do. One of the biggest things um, that is an uncertainty for the Cavaliers is the general manager position. How important is it that they get that figured out before they make any other moves? Yeah, we better I sign the line from, from a continuity standpoint, I think it's, it's, it's pinnacle. I mean, it's or Paramount. I mean, I think they really need to get this guy inked up because they're, they're signed. So you know, you're, not, you're probably not going to tan him up. Um, nice. But he he's the guy, and the offseason, like you said, starts now. The draft is in just in a couple days. Um, and then and then free agency starts beginning of July. Um, having having a person making those calls and try, you know kind of plotting that out, you know, free agency begins in July, but those calls and the, the terrain are one that you have to navigate well in advance of that because once agency starts, you know, you, you see these guys getting gobbled up right away. Um, you know, so getting Griff, Dave, David Griffin or Griff, whatever you want to call him, uh, you know, under under contract would be very important. It sounds like conversations will be happening. Um, you know, I saw some reports yesterday that Griff is a, is a, is a believer in the direction they're heading, um, you know, both as a team and with his negotiations. So I, and when you have a lot of these other teams already filling their vacancies because of the timeliness we just discussed, um, there's not really many more places for him to go, um, you know. So, you know, does that kind of crip his negotiations a little bit? Probably, but it also makes it uh, that you know much more likely that he will stay in Cleveland at this stage. Yeah, I just don't understand why they don't pull the trigger. I mean, the guys made you know a magic happen over the past three years. It's it's been a bit of a head scratcher, and it's not like they don't have the money. I mean, you can certainly sign you know sign the guy. Like I I don't know what the holdup is there. Um, but one of the holdups for the Cavaliers is going to be uh, the fact that they have an incredibly high roster salary right now, and it seems like every dude on that roster is getting paid a ton of money. Um, with that being said, how how do the Cavaliers move forward and try to, you know, improve the team and 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 still, you know, be a a, a team that's, you know, within the salary cap? It's going to make for great radio, but I don't know. Um, it is it's it's going to be, you know, this is this is why Griff gets paid as much as he does, or why he will get paid as much as he does. Um, you know, and unfortunately for him, you know, it's in a in a. If you're looking at recency, the guys he added to fill out this roster to to push them over the hump didn't didn't perform when needed. Um, you know, so you know to your point that very they're very top heavy from a from a salary standpoint. Every NBA team really is. I mean, look at Golden State. I mean, we just we just rattled off six or seven names of guys who aren't going to be there or free agents heading into this offseason. Um, you know, but you know. The Shump, Jr. You know, Shump and Jr. are still both those middle of the road kind of guys. Uh, but again, Jr. has value in Cleveland that he really wouldn't have in a lot of other places. Um, you know, you, I mean, he he showed it last night, obviously. But uh, you know, you need LeBron and Kyrie around him for him to have you know the value that he does. He's a, he's a space guy. Um, you know, Kevin Love's name will obviously again as, as it is every other off season. 
be thrown in the mix because of, you know, some of the mismatches he provides. But I, I reiterate that, you know, he played some of the best basketball of his entire career over the last couple of months. And, uh, you know, if you, if you move him for pieces, you're, you're not making your team better overall. You need to add talent. You know, I, I don't think this team really needs to add depth. Um, you know, they obviously need guys at the bench level who are going to perform under pressure. But I think you can find those guys are much easier to find. Um, you know, especially midway through the season as teams are offloading pieces, much more so than adding a Jimmy Butler or a Paul George or Gordon Hayward or whomever these names that are mm, like potentially that moving this offseason. I don't know how Cleveland would, would, would get that done without moving, you know, one of the big three. And, you know, I don't necessarily know that if doing that, it may make your window open longer. If you're adding a uh, you know a 25 or 26 year old instead of a 28, 29 year old, that that's great. Um, but I don't know if it necessarily you're still you still only have three guys. And uh, if Golden State showed you anything, you're going to need four at least for the next couple of years if you want to try and upset what what they're trying to do in Oakland. We're talking to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. I'm going to ask you one more question before I let you go. I want to go back to Game Four. Uh, the Cavaliers uh, audience fan uh, were were chanting at Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook and it feels like that story kind of writes itself now I don't see it happening and I don't think it's the right addition for the Cavaliers I think he's the wrong player to put on the court with LeBron James is there any chance that those two guys team up together to go after Durant and company uh, I mean it would it would be a great movie um, right you know, I, 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 I don't see any way that that happens um, especially with the way that Russell Kind of cape for Oklahoma City after right. after Durant left. Um, you know he is Oklahoma City right now, and I I, I don't see it happening. I don't know how. And LeBron's not he going would make there. That happen right. From, and, and yeah, and LeBron's not going to OKC. Now now if 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 Russell found a way to get back to LA, I mean he went to UCLA. He's from that area. If Russell found a way to get to the Lakers, you know, then then I think things maybe get a little bit interesting. Russell Westbrook, Paul George, LeBron James. Um, you know that 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 that's right there. I almost want to watch it. A very interesting, Rio. But yeah, but uh, but it, but I I don't see how that terrain gets navigated given the contract structures and, and trades that would need to take place. I agree. I just knew people were going to ask me about it, so I wanted to ask you about it, Scott. That's Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Thank you so much for joining us again, buddy. We appreciate. It. We'll talk to you Monday. That was good, guys. Take care. Awesome. I wish we were talking to him about a possible, not a possible. I wish we were talking to him about Game Six, but we're not. And uh, and and again, before we get off this right now, I just want to say I I feel like the Cavaliers gave us a great season. You competed for a championship three years in a row. If that's not enough for you, I think that says more about you than it does about the Cavaliers uh, franchise. How are you a Northeast Ohio sports fan? Like if you like how I don't I don't get that. I don't. I I, 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 honestly, if you're jumping up and down on the Cavs today, trashing them today, I really do. I think it says more about you than it does about LeBron James and company. I really do buy that. If you're a parent of a teenager, you need to hear what I'm going to tell you next on The Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're about to get you hooked up with a pair of Rhythm and Brews tickets at events on the 22nd of this month, Canton Cultural Center. I'll be out there that night, actually, from 6 to 8, and we'll make sure you have a pair of tickets so you can join me. I do want to talk to you about this, though, parents. If you have a teenager in your house, listen to this. There are new driving restrictions starting in Ohio on July the 1st. This is right around the corner. Drivers under the age of 18 will not, will not be allowed on the road 
between midnight and 6 a.m. without a parent or a guardian in the car. They're also not permitted to have more than one non-family member in the car as well, and all of their passengers are required to wear safety belts, which, again, I, I believe that's probably all right. The existing law also bans Ohioans under the age of 18 from using cell phones while they are behind the wheel. kind of feel like that should be the rule for all of us. This decision comes after the uh, AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety released a report on groundbreaking study about teen driver distractions. The report found that the teen drivers were distracted almost a quarter of the time they were behind the wheel. The leading cause of distraction was a cell phone electronic usage, but coming in a close second was a passenger distractions caused by having other teens in the car. I remember hearing about that when I was 16 and I got my driver's license. My parents warned me about that. Make sure your friends in the car aren't distracting you when you're behind the wheel. That's just common practice. I can remember my friends distracting me behind the wheel. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, I can remember one of my buddies like threw his hands over, over my your eyes face. While I was right. Driving. Yeah, me too. Because um, that's what young idiot kids like, do. Pulling D's out, like bong rips in the back. I dude, there, was, there was a um And we found out why we don't carpool to work. There was a um and, and one of my buddies he would drive his mom's van around, and for some reason or another, we thought it was hilarious to like drive around bumping limp biscuit, and he would like open up the van door and be lifting weights, and one of the dudes would be driving. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why did we think that playing Nookie and the, the Taco Bell parking lot was a good idea? But it's like, not. It's, it's who we were. It's what we did. Now, I was up in Belden the other day, yeah. and uh, it was right right across the street from Chick-fil-A, where that, where that intersection is right okay. there. So, you know, there's a lot of traffic right there. Yeah. Right? And there was an accident on, on the other side of the road. And I the young woman in front of me, 30-day tag on a brand new car, Ugh. right, Ugh. is... Takes her foot off of the brake and as the light turns green, presses the gas pedal and starts to take a photo of the the car crash on the other side of the road and almost veers into oncoming traffic as she's trying to take a picture of a car accident, almost gets into another car accident. So I, I'm for some of this stuff, but I worry about telling teen drivers under the age of 18 that you can't be on the road from midnight to 6 a.m. Now, what some of you are going to say is nothing good happens after midnight, and I get that, except for some of these kids have jobs between midnight and 6 a.m., even under the age of 18, and I'm going to give you one example, and it's probably not enough to change the whole law, but I know guys who work on ground screws at golf courses who have to be at work at 3.30 in the morning. They're 16, 17, 18. It's their summer job. Yeah. So how are these kids going to get to work? Work per- Permit maybe like one of those like hey if you they can didn't show. get into that here but I wonder if you can apply for a special yeah. thing depending on what your job is but I mean I mean what are uh, parents are gonna have to get up in the middle of the night I, to take their kids I, to work at the donut shop or whatever the hell it should be well I mean welcome welcome to having kids and that's your responsibility certainly um I, I mean I I understand where the intent is there and you're right it's different if you're on the road at two o'clock in the morning after a job versus at four o'clock in the morning on your way to a job. I feel like that's a little different. That is very different yeah. to me. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, those are some uh, some changes to teen driving laws that Good. go into place July the 1st, Good. so right around the corner. We have a pair of tickets for Rhythm and Brews. That event on the 22nd of this month. Let's take caller 15 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those. Fantone, it is, uh, they, they have compiled all of fan votes. This was purely fan voting. And we know what the top 10 movies of all time are. We'll run down that list for you next on The Stansberry Show. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you're heading into the office, make sure you take your uh, phone, log on to iHeartRadio, take a listen to us there. 
We'll pass out those Tom Segura tickets at 8.30. Also, coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Hard Knocks. The name of that is Bikini Season. New Low Cash, Ring on Every Finger, and then new Ice Cube. Good Cop, Bad Cop. That video already online for you at WRQK.com. But Stansberry, there's not a rock song! Yeah, well, we played Roxanne by the police an hour ago. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you want from me. You know, sometimes I I say jokes like that just to make Fantone and myself laugh. And, and, and dude, no good deed goes on bondage. Because, believe me, I'm going to get screamed at for that in the hallway when I go get coffee. Why do you make fun of what we play? <laughs> because I'll sound out of touch if I don't. Because <laughs> we didn't plan a show. What do you want us to fill these minutes with, dude? Come on. Come on. Yeah, the Cavs played last night, buddy. <laughs> Think I was up doing stuff? No, I was shoving my face full of food. Watching the NBA Finals, which, by the way, I did find this out yesterday. I'm not being paid to tell you this, but I did find this out yesterday. Okay. Dude, I didn't know this, but Papa Euros does $5 Euros on, on Monday. There you go, dude. There you go. Gotta get off that. <laughs> Look, legitimately need to get off of that. He's been on it all morning. Fanto, did you know about this? And I'm like, dude, you've told me four times already. Yes, I know. One for each Euro <laughs> I had yesterday. That's how many times you got told. So a new poll that was done entirely on fan vote has come out and has listed what the top 10 movies of all time are. This, again, is purely fan vote, okay? And some of them are, I feel like like any other list of top 10, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense, and some of them are a little crazy. So we'll start at 10. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring is the top 10 movie. Again, this is pure fan vote. Now, I know fan, you hate these movies. I don't hate those movies, but I'm not putting those movies in the top 10. I, they, I understand. They're good for what they are. and if you, Well directed, well acted. Right, and if that's your cup of tea, if Lord of the Rings is your thing, I understand that. I'm not going to call those movies top 10. It feels like too much of a stretch. Yeah, I feel like the song Zeppelin wrote about Lord of the, uh, the Rings was better than any of the movies. Movies. Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, Robert Plant was constantly talking about Middle Earth in the Middle Earth. Yeah, I mean, he was doing his doing his thing there. But I, I feel like that's a little pretentious of a pick. There's people who are like, oh, yeah, I watch a lot of the rings. I'm like, you think that makes you cool or something? Do you think that makes you, like, sophisticated? What are you talking about? Number nine. This is top ten movies. Again, pure fan vote here. Right. Number nine is episode four, A New Hope, the original Star Wars movie. I would have that, the original Star Wars movie, and it's not just, if I'm not just looking at it from what I'm a fan of, but I feel like what was culturally impactful and things like that, I would put the Created first, a genre. I would put the first Star Wars movie yeah. in my top ten of like the best movies I, ever. Yeah, I would think you kind of have to. There's two lists. My favorite movies and the best movies. Those are two different Yeah, things. those are going to be different things. Okay. Number eight is Jaws. Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of get it. I just... Isn't that movie a little overrated and a little slow? And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's a good movie. And, you know, you're going to need a bigger boat, boys, and all that. And, like, you know, the kids getting eaten on the beach. It's all great. By the way, in the land of remakes, and now that you can make that shark look good, because let's be honest, I mean, he always looked awful. Um how are you not redoing that now? Yeah, it would make all the sense in the world. Why wouldn't you the redo CGI it The CGI is better. All that technology is way better. You can make a shark look really good now. I feel like it's 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 for you got to remember for the times that it was special effects are pretty good, but Yeah, for when right. it came out, I'm just saying it doesn't hold Looking up today. Looking back on it, right. Number 7 is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I totally get that. It was a great franchise, you know, a highly grossing franchise. People love those movies. 
Totally understand it. Don't have a problem with that being number seven. Number six is Goodfellas. This is a list of top ten movies, purely fan vote. Goodfellas would have to be on my top ten. It's a damn good movie based on a true story. Again, well acted, well directed. I do think that Scorsese gets a little love because of who he is. Of all the of all the Italian mobster, bada boom, bada bing movies, I don't think I'm putting Goodfellas on my top ten. But really, yeah, I don't think so. A good movie. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock it, but Pulp Fiction comes in at number five. I know you're a big Quentin Tarantino fan. Love Tarantino. Would not put Pulp Fiction as my pick from him in my top ten. What would be Reservoir Dogs? I feel like that's a much better movie. That's a damn good movie. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Pulp Fiction gets the love, and everyone's like, oh, it's you know the Quentin. Tarantino you know why movie. that is? Because that's the movie that broke people yeah. into Tarantino, and then yeah. they went back and watched Reservoir Dogs. Shawshank Redemption comes in at number four. Yeah. That's a top ten movie. I mean, yeah. anytime it's on TBS, I don't care what part of the, the the movie it's in. If I'm laying around Sunday afternoon and it's raining and that comes on TV, I'm watching. Hard not to put Shawshank. Yeah, it's hard not to put that on your top ten list. This is where it gets a little crazy for me. This is pure fan vote, top ten movies all time. Okay. Number three, The Dark Knight. Yeah, that movie does get a ton of love. I once rallied against the fact that it got loved because what's his name died. Uh, the guy, Heath Ledger. yeah, Heath Ledger had died, you know, shortly after or while that that whole thing shortly after. But if I'm going to be honest about it now, that is why that movie gets a lot of love. The first half of it's really good, yeah. And then after that, it's like, oh my god, enough, wrap this up. Um, it's definitely one of those movies that people overlook the plot holes. People overlook the like, oh God, yeah. And, and, and there's no like, there's no backlash against it at all. It's like, well, dude, the whole, the whole premise of like, oh, well maybe they'll blow up this boat. Maybe they'll blow up this boat and this boat. And it's so stupid at the end. It really is. It got a little, yeah. it got a little carried away at the end. I will say though, that Heath Ledger was fantastic as the Joker. And I, I think he played a very good version of that role. And then we saw Suicide Squad where Jared Leto did his version, and it didn't live up to Heath Ledger's uh, version, if you ask me. I, th- that's just my personal take. I, I, I don't think it was intending to. No, I don't you know think what so I mean? either. I, I think that he knew that he was you know, doing a different thing. Yeah, had, and had to play different, his cards differently. Yeah, I, I think Heath Ledger did a fantastic job playing the Joker. I'm not sure I would have put The Dark Knight as a top 10 movie for me. Yeah. Number two, this is pure fan voting, top 10 movies all time. Number two comes in, it's The Empire Strikes Back which is the second Star Wars movie. Now, if you were to ask me, being a huge Star Wars fan, that, to me, is the best movie in the franchise. Um, I, you know, I've seen all the Star Wars movies, not like a Star Wars nerd or anything. Yes, but I give Star Wars the original one the nod because it is the original, and it was it the groundbreaker. The right? yeah. I really like Empire Strikes Back. I feel like that's the movie where, where th- that franchise really hit its stride, lost, it, and honestly, it goes well off the rails in Return of the Jedi. Um, but but uh, I really liked Empire Strikes Back. That's like the movie that definitely got me hooked and made me the super fan. That's where right. Boba Fett comes in. Right. It's like Han's like a huge part of that whole thing. And you know that's uh, my whole fandom is wrapped up in that movie. That would have definitely made my top ten movies of all time. Number one movie voted on by purely fan vote is The Godfather. Makes sense. I uh, yes, it's a great movie, and I'm not denying that. But I think some people claim this is one of their favorite movies oh, because yeah. it's like on that list. Oh yeah. I, I, what are some holes here? What they miss? Um, 
you uh, you're missing Schindler's List right out of the gate. I, that's something I can point to. That's pretty easy to be like, well, dude, that's probably. And see, we're getting into something here though, because what it seems like to me, it seems like dudes that, or people that voted on this are dudes maybe two years younger than me and maybe two years older than you, because it seems like it's all right in there of the movies that would matter to guys our age. That's true. It doesn't seem like they got a good representation of like the of 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 the country as a whole or, or of the world as a whole there, because there's. I feel like I mean I don't want to say like. Boy, Wizard of Oz should be on that list, but Wizard of Oz should probably be on that list. Well, and there, I, I know chick flicks aren't necessarily built for men, obviously, right. as they're called chick flicks, but there's been some great, I mean, like, women are going to argue, where's Steel Magnolias? Women are going to argue, where's Fried Green Tomatoes? Women are going to argue, where's Dirty Dancing on this list? Um, I think Toy Story could probably make this list. Ooh. You know what I mean? That Ooh. was definitely a, a culturally impactful movie, and it changed the way that movies are made now. No Disney cartoon is on this list. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. That seems, like, that seems like, a, like an error, like something that got missed over. Because um, there's been a ton of those. I mean, you can make the argument for Aladdin. You can make the ar- argument for Lion King. I would say Lion King is probably where you'd go, but I think Toy Story is the most obvious there, where like it changed how movies are made now. It, I was surprised Shrek wasn't on this list. If you want to start talking about DreamWorks stuff, I was surprised Shrek didn't make this list. That franchise was huge. Um, on my list, I just wrote down 10 movies. I was like, all right, what can I put on here? Uh, Fight Club was missing. Ooh, good pick. A Clockwork Orange was missing. Eh, that movie's overrated. In my opinion, it's overrated. Right, I know what you mean there, but, but, but it, it was good. Definitely, yeah. definitely in that, in, in, in a culturally impactful movie. Um, and it, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't going to be like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. But uh, Thirty Six Chambers was definitely one of those movies that was a worldwide phenomenon. There's not even any Bruce Lee movies in here. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely a, like a a missing part of a lot of. Uh, of what films are. It, it's very much like I said, guys probably age 29 to 42 took this survey and are like, all right, well, here we go. Should be pointed out that I got this from Maxim. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, Should well. be pointed out. Now, again, people are writing in great suggestions and stuff that I would have missed on. Devin says, what about Harry Potter? Now, again, not directly kind of my thing, but I mean, big franchise. Can't deny it. Can't deny it. Kenneth writes in and says, what about Top Gun? Yeah. You don't think Top Gun is a... I'm not putting it on my best movies of all time list. I like Top Gun. I'm not saying, like, oh, dude, it sucks. It'd probably make my top 100 favorite movies of all time, but it's not It's not making my top 10 list of, like, best movies ever. Gladiator? Uh, I could see Gladiator. I could see Gladiator. Uh, Russell Crowe kind of gets crapped on, but I... I, I, I don't great, know why. It was, a great, it was a great movie. Gladiator was a damn Braveheart? good movie. Braveheart? Where's Braveheart? Right? Ooh, yeah. I wonder if the Mel Gibson effect is dragging that one down. Saving Private Ryan? Oh, God, big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, all those war movies. Where are all those? Uh, I think Jurassic Park, the original one, is, 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 is worthy of at least putting it in the conversation. I, didn't, I actually didn't see those movies until way late. But yes, for their time, what they did, how big they were, it would be hard not to bring those into it. You know what's crazy? You know what didn't make any of these lists outside of the Batman movie? None of these are like... Um, are the comic book franchises, which is what's driving everybody to the theater right now. Yeah. Like, I was surprised X-Men, because it start. I mean, that, that spawned that whole thing. 
I can't I can't think of one of the X-Men movies where I would be like, and I love the X-Men, my favorite superhero franchise for sure, but like I just don't I can't think of can't think of an X-Men movie where I'd be like, well, that one deserves to be on that list. If you're George Lucas, you gotta love this list. Yeah, it's good for you. Because you got Star Wars, you got Empire Strikes Back, and he was totally involved in the uh Indiana Jones franchise as well. So I mean, dude, he's got three movies on this list. And Harrison Ford, you know what I mean? That's yeah, look at him just knocking it out of the park. There's a guy that didn't even get into acting until he was in his late thirties. But I I genuinely feel like Tom Hanks kind of got crapped on here. No, to- no, to- no Toy Story, no yep. Saving Private Ryan. Like those movies, if no Forrest Gump, like those movies. Oh my God. Yeah, those are all really, really good movies. I mean, Forrest Gump took the nation by storm. Yeah. I mean, that became like a cultural like icon. Like people talked like him, the phrases that came out of that movie. People still use that stuff, those phrases. Yeah, Forrest Gump would have been a great pick too. But there they are, the top 10 movies, all voted on by fans. Uh, if you missed that, number one was The Godfather. I feel like that movie gets a little... Your opinion is wrong! <laughs> I, feel like okay. it gets a, I, I feel like it gets a little bit more uh, credit than maybe should still be deserved on that one. We do have a pair of Tom Segura tickets. You'll get those after we tell you the thing you will eat that will double, double the risk of death. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com, and we can be heard via iHeartRadio. So if you're heading into the office, make sure you take your phone and blow off your work responsibilities by listening to us. Before the break, we were talking about the top 10 movies of all time uh, via fan vote, and somebody pointed this out to me and said, not one horror movie on that list, which is true, and I was kind of surprised Psycho didn't make that list. Not any comedies either, really, right? Uh, let's go back and uh, let's go back and uh, and look over it one more time. Number ten, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Not really a comedy there, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Episode nine, uh, episode four, A New Hope was number nine. Jaws number eight. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, number seven. There, Goodfellas number six. Pulp Fiction number five. Shawshank Redemption number four, Dark Knight number three. That's the one that sticks out to me that I feel like snuck in there that shouldn't be there. Uh, Star Wars episode uh, five, The Empire Strikes Back, came in at number two, and The Godfather number one. So no, 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 no comedies on there at all. Yeah, like I said, this seems like a very, and I mean, I, I like a bro-y list. Like, all right, bro. It's very bro. Yeah, bro, sit around, crack some cold ones open. We do have a pair of Tom Segura tickets as he's playing the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. That show's in October, but we're going to get you hooked up a little early. We'll do that here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. All right. A lot is made on this program about my love of all things carbohydrate. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, it was just yesterday where I was like, where I, where I said to myself in the back of my mind, like, dude, you're too deep in life. Quit trying to lose weight. You're in a double X shirt for the rest of your life. Like, that's the way it is. You were down to an XL shirt about a year and a half ago, but, bro, the wheels came off, and you don't feel like putting them back on. Just keep eating. Just keep doing it. It's almost over, man. You can see the finish line. Just keep chewing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I feel about it, dude. My dad's dad died at, like, 60. My dad died at 58. There's certain fates you don't escape. You just, you know what I mean? I got about 18 more. That's it. You know what I mean? So it's like, what am I trying to do this for? I should just start smoking cigarettes and eating things again and enjoying my life, and I don't know why I don't. But I did read this, and it is a little alarming for the rest of you. And apparently there is something you're eating that could double your risk of death. And it's French fries. 
Now, we all know French fries aren't necessarily healthy. No. Okay? But they say new research has found a link between French fries and a higher risk of death. And the eight-year study, Fantone, which was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, analyzed the habits of 4,400 people, including how often they ate fried and unfried potatoes, who were between the ages of 45 and 79. By the end of this study, 236 people had died. Now, what researchers found is that people who had fried potatoes, such as French fries, tater tots, or hash browns, more than twice a week, more than doubled their risk of death. Can't say I'm surprised. I think with French fries, and I don't know if it's exactly the cause of this, but like... I mean, nothing deep fried is going to be good for you. No, nothing deep fried is going to be good for you. I wonder if they factored in like deep fried fries versus like baked French fries. You know, you could you, you, could, you could throw them in the, in the oven there. They said they did not find a link between people who ate unfried potatoes and death. Okay. Did not find that link. The frequent uh, consumption of fried potatoes appears to be associated with an increased mortality risk. And definitely an increased fast food diet. I think that's where it really comes into play is that what's the number? I mean, what are you eating fries with? Stuff out of the window. What are you eating for the most part hash browns with? Stuff out of the window. Like, I think that's where you're getting into it is is it's 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 indicative of a fast food issue as opposed to. I'm trying to think where else do I get? I mean, eh, bar food, you're going to eat some fries, too. Yeah. But that's again, yeah. but that's more sideways than it is up or down. Right. And at that point, I mean, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bar food's great, but like but it's fast food. Right. Yeah, it's it just is. coming out of a fryer in, the, in a kitchen, you know, in that kitchen as opposed to a window. Jessica Cording is a New York-based registered dietitian. She tells Yahoo that she's not shocked by these findings at all. She says fried potatoes are a food that provide lots of calories, sodium, and sometimes trans fat, but contributes minimal nutrition. Right. They don't actively do the body many favors in that respect. You hear this a lot about soda, is that there's nothing redeemable in soda for you either. There's not much your body's going to take from that, and that's one of the things that most trainers, dietitians, those people will tell you, cut that, that out right now. Don't drink your calories yeah. is like a phrase my old trainer used to say. You're getting no nutrition out of it. You're getting no, right. no, no vitamins, no protein, no fiber, no anything worth anything. You're just eating empty calories. Yeah, I, I I guess you can't be. I mean, we all knew this, right? It's just when you read it and you, it just reinforces this thing. It's just the food addiction in America is real. It really is real, and and I'll prove it to you. Because how many times do you got to see a video of this is what was found in a nugget, or this was found inside of like a peanut butter cup, and yet you'll still eat that stuff. You can watch gross ass videos of foods right. you love, and it won't turn you away from it. And if, 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 if you found like, you know, oh, hey, there's a, a dead mouse in a bag of spinach, you'd be like, well, I'm never eating spinach again. Or somebody gets listeria or whatever from like kale and they're like, oh, never doing see, that again. See, kale's bad for you. Same exact thing happens in a bag of, of fast food. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm eating it. Yeah, but it's convenient <laughs> and I'm eating it. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you a personal example. This was years and years and years ago, and I'm not going to tell you the chain right. because it's what, bad business. Because yeah, because yeah. it, it will create problems for me. But once upon a time, I got food poisoning from a chain, from like one of the top like quick service chains. To this day, I'll eat it. To this day, I mean, I got violently ill, both ends of the body, hurt, had to go to the doctor. I mean, bad food poisoning, full on bad. Would go there today for lunch. 
and this 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 study just like every other study just like every like you know the expanding waistline that we all have on us it's just like eh, it's not it's not affecting me right now it's like yes it most certainly is affecting you right now but yeah i'm throwing my hands up i'm done like i'm done like trying to pretend i'm eating donuts i'm eating stuff i it, like it hit me yesterday it was like do you have no joy in your life right now like my golf game is completely lost like yes i went to the driving Jeez. range yesterday no it's gone like honestly i offered to sell my clubs at the golf Jeez, course yesterday dude like dude i'm like somebody asked me to play today fantone and i said no i'm afraid he said what he said, come on, let's go play after I get out of the with her. I said, dude, no, you don't understand. I'm afraid to swing the golf club. Like, I stand over the ball, and I'm lost. I don't know where it is. I can't find it, and it's, like, freaking me out. And I, on my way home yesterday, I was like, that's the only joy you had was that. That's the only thing stopping you from being a mass murderer, bro. So, like, you better just, like, pack the golf clubs away and bring on the ribs because you got nothing else. Food's all you got. And so, dude, I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm going to see. At 300 pounds, you can qualify for, like, I don't know, special, like, unemployment. You can be, like, you get handicap stickers all that stuff and you get extra money i'm telling you right now i'm pushing this fat body all the way to three spins and i can't wait i'm eating everything as a matter of fact i'm going to break right now <laughs> gonna get something to eat right now tom segura playing the hard rock roxino that's going down october the 14th we'll take caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those and we'll tell you the next thing golden state's doing that's gonna piss you off that happens next on the stansbury show show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new hard knocks, new low cash, new ice cube. If you're heading in the office, make sure you take iHeartRadio with you so you don't have to miss that. Those all sound like made-up things. Low cash, hard knocks, ice cube. Like, they do sound like made-up things. What? Tupperware, sweatpants. Hard knocks, one word, <laughs> H-A-R-D-N-O-X. That's how you know they're street. They uh, they seem to be kind of like the new LMFAO, which once again seems like a made-up thing. But no, that's what we call bands nowadays. That's what they are. Is that is, is that what Hard Knocks is? Seems like it to me. I don't know about these people. I just found out about them, so we'll find out more 9 o'clock. Their song's called Bikini Season. And that it is. It is, dude. Yeah, it was hot as balls yesterday. Yeah, sweaty, dude. <sighs> I was out of the driving range, and, and honestly, there was the, there was a point where I was like, "Am I getting nauseous from the heat right now?" Yeah, oh, it's like completely a possibility there. Yeah, I chugged like three bottles of water standing there. I was like, I was like, "Man, it's hot." But you know what? People bitching about the heat already. It's like, guys, come on. I mean, I mean, like we get like a month and a half of this, and then it snows for an eternity. So like, let's just enjoy it. By a bit doubt. So the Golden State Warriors won the NBA Finals last night, one twenty nine to one twenty. Tip of the hat to them, dude. I mean, they're a great team. No yeah, question about it. They were damn good. And you could, you know, argue with me about the refs or, you know, Ty Lue not making the right adjustments and, and the right calls on what lineups to put out there on the court. And again, I was the guy who was questioning Ty Lue as a coach all year. I said if we send Ty Lue to New Orleans and he coaches the Pelicans next year and he gets Anthony Davis and, uh, and Boogie Cousins, I bet he wins no more games next year with them than they won this year. That's just my guess. I don't know that to be true, but it's my guess. But you can make all those arguments. But at the end of the day, Kevin Durant was making three pointers even while being contested. Guys in his face still knocking down shots. Sometimes, dude, guys are just good. You, you can live in the hypothetical world all you want to. It doesn't make it a reality. I they mean, didn't lose to the Phoenix Suns is my point, right? I mean, they lost to a pretty damn yeah. good team. Yeah. And, they, and they didn't get killed. They lost by nine points. Right, so not so bad there. I I I think falling down 0-3 in the series is really where it went bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, you dug yourself a pretty big hole. 
if they would have won game three, which they had an opportunity to do. Yeah, they really did. You know, you had, you dude, last night would have been a fine game to lose and you would have had two more shots at it. But, dude, hey, like I said, you can if hands and butts until you are blue in the face, but it ain't going to change nothing. So Fantone during the break found out the thing that the Golden State Warriors are going to do next that's going to have all of you up in arms about it. Half of you up in arms about it. The other half of you probably going to be like, yeah, you know what? I, I agree with them. I don't know. I, I think I think this one, because of who it is, people will be in unison on this. Oh, I disagree. Uh, but the Golden State Warriors, as a, as, a, as a team, have decided they will not be going to the White House. And I'm telling you, even people who hate Trump are going to hate that decision because it's the Golden State Warriors. And you know what, athletes? I'm an, enough of your stuck-up crap. You've been invited to have an audience with the, with the mo- with the most powerful person in the free world. You go and you do it. I don't care if you're Tom Brady. I don't care if you're LeBron James. And I sure as hell don't care if you're Kevin Durant. Act like a goddamn grown up and go to the meeting enough with you guys i know tom brady didn't go michael didn't go these guys didn't go i don't care you've been asked to go it's the president of the united states you show the office the respect it deserves and you go enough with this self-entitled millionaire bs attitude out of these guys you've been asked to have an audience with the president you go especially for a league that's telling me how many problems this country has what more do you want? I, I would certainly go and meet any president. There's Enough. No, no question about that. Um, but to me, this is like, dude, it's your prerogative. It's your right to do so. If you don't want to go, don't go. And I'm, we'll all move on pretty quickly. I don't think Donald Trump's going to be crying, in, you know, into his... In, in, into you know, it, it, he's gonna be crying tears over this. This just reminds me of what my father used to teach me when I was a kid, and I would hope your parents taught you this when you were a kid too. Being an adult isn't about doing what you want; it's about doing what you should. And when the president asks you to come to the White House, you should go, you whether feel, you want to or not. If you feel that the president doesn't. All the more reason to go. Well, you don't get to go talk to him about things. You don't get to go be like, hey, dude, president, here's what I think about stuff. You're going to go. You're going to stand there for an hour. You're going to shake All the more reason why you should go. And when the media asks you the questions, how it went, that's when you voice it. That's when you say, you know what? I was absolutely happy to have it, to have met the president of the United States. I'm honored, and we're happy to have won the championship. But as I'm standing here on the steps, I'm being asked the question. I can't leave here in good conscience without saying, you know, I wish that this was a little bit more of a diplomatic meeting where I got to raise some concerns. I have what's going on in the country. That's how an adult acts. Why a whiny that? crybaby sits at home and says, "The country's racist. I'm not going." You, you as a as a as a NBA champion or an NFL champion, you don't. I don't think. Then you, shut up during the season about it. I, I don't and th- just dunk. I don't think you have the place to say, hey, that I should have an audience with the president and talk to him about like actual like what's going on in the country. You don't. You have no like bearing on that. The president shouldn't have to listen to you. Like I don't have time for that. I'm the president of the United States of America. Shut up, athlete. I'll shake your hand for an hour and we'll take pictures, but that's all it is, dude. I don't, I don't, I, 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 it's not your right to tell the president what to do there. I'm being told I sound like a snowflake right now. Why? Because I want people to act like grownups. I want people to act like grownups. I'll remind you when athletes like Jim Brown met with the president when the country was in worse problems than we have now. He went. Muhammad Ali went and talked to presidents when the country was in worse shape than it is now. So explain to me why these athletes feel like like this is the statement to be making now. 
Explain it to me. Nobody can because it doesn't make sense. Because they're a bunch of whiny crybaby sissies. It's you're never going to change anything by not participating. You're never going to change anything by not taking part. Take part. And then when the media asks you the question, stand up there like a man and address the issue. Don't sit at home. And that goes for Tom Brady, goes for every athlete. If you get asked to go, it's like, dude, some, I forget which golfer it was, but some golfer's under a firestorm right now because he, because he went and played golf with Donald Trump the other day. And the guy said, of course I went and played golf with the president. The president asked me. Of course I went. Of course I played. Of course I would play. Because that's what you do. You're not going to change things from the sidelines. Go have the meeting and then stand up like a man and give your true, honest feeling from the, from the steps as the media is asking you the questions. If you're not willing to do that, then I don't know why I'm listening to anything else you have to say. I, 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 why would I listen to anything else you have to say if you're not willing to go about it the right way? Because you're not. We're going to sit home. That's going to be our statement. We're not going to do anything. Bunch of whiny crybaby sissies. Go to the goddamn White House. Not that hard. New Turd Tuesday starts next on the Stansbury Show. Turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. And available via iHeartRadio. About to start New Turd Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. And we stumbled across a new group, newer anyway, I would think, because we didn't really know much about them. Yeah, first I've ever heard of them. They're called Hard Knocks, and the song is called Bikini Season. I'm sure this will be all about how wonderful women are and how you should respect them for their mind. Because it's bikini season, and yeah, I got the feeling... Cause it's bikini season and we gon' party all day and party all night. Summertime needs songs like this, you know. I don't know if they need songs like this. They need wow. party records. There's two dudes in hard knocks. One's named Danny, one's named Jimbo. Yes, you get low to the sun low. No filter thrown the slow-mo. Throw some ice in a drink, yo. Jimbo, what? the one in the pink. Oh, she getting reckless. You know what? Honestly, night. like this kind of stuff makes me wish I had the time machine from Back to the Future. Oh, oh, all right. You and Doc Brown. All right. What are you doing? Because then I could go back to like the mid 90s, grab Eminem and go, look what you did. Look <laughs> at what you did. This is what you're responsible for. She getting reckless all night with the champagne breakfast. Got the boys all helpless. She made the DJ change some uh, set list. Uh, a little dip flow with the floaty. She from the base, so she likes e floaty. Three shots now. You she like E40? Well, dude, I mean, the Golden State Warriors just beat the Cavaliers, dude. No, I'm not going to rep the Bay for a little bit. Here, <laughs> all right, yeah, no, you know what? Ant Banks and E40 can both go to hell. Yeah, a little bit. So she likes e Dude, nice hand bags reference by me, right? Alcohol, thank you, thank you, thank you. Alcohol, it's a matter all. Hands up. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, get her drugged up, get her drunk. You know, you gotta wonder 
when people are going to come after the music because every once in a while, you know, the things will happen in society and then people will look to the music and it's like, I mean, are, is, is somebody going to end up making artists feel bad for talking about the pills? In music well, for, for what's happening in the country? I, I mean, I don't know if, if, if Hard Knocks is going to be the first artist to have to, uh, you know, explain their no, sex, I'm just, drugs, and rock and roll. But I mean, some people try to hide it a little bit more. I mean, that came right out and, like, listed the, the name of the drug. Doing alcohol and Adderall. Um, the thing that'll make it a little bit different, or at least it's that Adderall's not an opioid and people just don't feel it's as, as big of a deal. Yeah, that's a, that, that, that's a fine distinction in my book. Three shots, now she getting honed. Thank you, alcohol. Thank you, thank you, thank you, alcohol. It's a matter all. Hands up and don't know what's going on at all. Let's close on. It's the season. Man, I love all this right. feeling. Did he just say she's drunk on alcohol, high on Adderall, hands above her head, doesn't know what's going on at all? A little bit there. Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you what you don't do is bang that chick. Sexual assault is what it sounds like to me. Don't bang that chick. Otherwise, they're going to have to shut down an entire reality TV show. Yeah. How <laughs> about it? But don't know what's going on at all. Let's close on. It's the season. Man, I love this feeling. Because it's bikini season. And yeah, I got the I can just see this being played at Putin Bay. Oh God, yeah, yeah. They they call Putin Bay Rape Island. So, yeah. You know what this hook needs? Nate Dog. Yeah. Like, had Nate Dog been alive, that hook is a lot better. I understand that, dude. Obviously, alcohol is the social lubricant. There's no denying that. Sure. I'd be a liar to say that I haven't had sex with drunk girls before. Yeah, a like, million of course, times, dude. I mean, but if you're in the business of like, I have to keep giving her drinks like these dudes are, like, oh, get her another cocktail. It's a dude, it's beer and shot sale. Like, if that's how you're going about like getting laid, dude, you are getting into sexual predator, like pre- predator territory right there. Yeah, you might as well chloroform her. Right. This coming from the audience being tweeted in. This song's going to get worn out at Gatsby's. <laughs> so true. Yeah, it is about time for bikini night at the strip club there. Out on the main stage. Uh, some girl that used to work at the bank you went to. I was going to say, I don't know if I'd go bikinis there. Let's go with wife beaters. I'd go with tank tops there. No, dude, it'll be those bikinis you can buy, like, each piece from Walmart. They're, like, $3. Mix and match there. New Hard Knocks bikini season.
That's the end of that. Fantone, give me the vote on that one. It's a turd. Um, there was parts of the song I was a little bit chair dancing to. It had the beat kind of going a little bit there. But as a whole, that was a terrible song. Those guys are bad rappers. They're bad singers. They have no like redeeming quality to what that just happened there. That's a one. In the industry, we'll call them a one place song. And it's only good for one place. And that's the bar patio. That song's terrible in your car, back and forth to work. It's terrible everywhere else. But if you're drinking out of bar patio, it's the only place it's good. That song is a turd. It's a turd. I skipped ahead of the class, and yeah. I've actually listened to this new Locash song. Okay. And as you can hear me laughing, I can barely even call it a song. We'll play you Ring on Every <laughs> Finger next on the Stansbury. Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show at Rock 106.9. We're online WRQK.com. Also... Available to you via iHeartRadio. I'm laughing because I'm, I'm reading a, a tweet from our good buddy Don Jameson, front of the show. Yeah. And uh, he just posted a photo of one of his residual checks from that metal show. Yeah. Two cents. Jeez. <laughs> He's like, dude, I'm living large off these metal show residuals. Which, on a side note, I can't believe Netflix hasn't jumped in and picked that up and resurrected that thing. I mean, why not? I can't believe that. Low overhead, not a lot of risk because it's already a well-established brand. And metalheads are extremely loyal. Yeah, and I mean, Netflix really doesn't cater to a lot of music heads in ways other than that. So it would be outside of documentaries, right. they do a great job right. of stacking music docs in there. But if you're watching those, you would think you'd watch that metal show. For I can't sure. believe them or Hulu. And maybe there is a deal in the works. Maybe I just don't know about it or whatever. But I just I can't believe Netflix didn't step in and at least try one more run of that. We're in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. We already played you the new Hard Knocks bikini season. Wow, was that bad? It was terrible. That was pretty bad. That yeah, was bad. Moving on to the country song this week. This is a, uh, a group called Low Cash. Okay. And it's two dudes. Okay. And uh, the song is called Ring on Every Finger. Like you're being nice right there. Well, I got a little different, something a little different than the normal bro country song to start with there. So maybe, who knows? Maybe this is going to be great. Fair enough. Kick the dust, though. I've got a pound in my chest, baby. Feels like I'm 17 again. Jeez. Jeez, there goes all Something burning a hole in my pocket lately. Don't ask your daddy, don't told your friends. I ain't getting down on one knee, girl, I'm getting on two. Might <laughs> yeah. be over the top, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'll put a real in a finger to show you I'm legit. Just wait, buddy. I'm This is what I notice about guys. What is that? They'll all marry you a million times before they're married. Right. And then once it happens, like, bitch, God, I cannot wait to leave you. Five years in, he's <laughs> looking at your sister and your best friend like, I should have picked that one. Show the whole world that you're mine. How bad is that? of him putting twang on his voice, I, I, I can't even really call this a country song. This sounds like it could Justin be Bieber. Jason Derulo, right. Yeah. I mean, And that's what happens, is that like Florida Georgia Line made a song 
totally famous. I think it was Holy was like a song they made famous. Yeah. And they took it to Bieber, and he was like, nah, I don't want it. And then they took it to Florida Georgia Line, and they were like, yeah, we'll make that a hit. A little surprised the country people are like into the senorita, right? Well, just not Mexican people eating at El Campesinos, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, you know, I'm just saying, build the wall. You know, that's all I'm saying. Leave the tacos, though. You know what? Fair. <laughs> yes. You throw in Latina booties in there, dude, yeah, dude. We already, dude. We we already got video hoes and queso. I'm good. Wrap it up. Don't you know that I am getting down on one knee? Girl, I'm getting on two. Might be over the top, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'll put a ring on every finger. Show you I'm legit. Oh, I'm so bad, dude. This is awful. What a terrible investment that would be. I feel like spending a bunch of money on an engagement ring from the get-go was kind of dumb. That concept of like, well, you spend three months of salary on it. And it's like, well, couldn't we buy a house instead, maybe? Um, but, I'll give two years of salary to my lawyer. But, 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 buying, <laughs> Get a me ring, out of this. buying a ring for every finger sounds like a bad idea. Bad move. That part right there is so bad. <laughs> They've had a couple of hits, these guys. These dudes are not good singers. Neither one of them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I missed that when I listened to it yesterday. Oh, my God. He said it again. Yeah, this could be a train song. This sounds more to me like yeah, yeah, like train. yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. One of those bands could have done it. So bad. I mean, it's going to work because chubby girls everywhere are going to be like, yeah, somebody's going to love me. Love me for me. Meanwhile, dude, your middle finger needs a hula hoop to put on it because you're huge. Just onion rings on every finger. I feel like, honestly, like, and again, I hate when people knock the bro country stuff. But these guys don't sound like they could bow hunt at all. No, not even close, dude. I don't even know if those dudes have been to Cabela's before. Yeah, I don't know if they know, dude. I, I, dude those guys don't know what Masioka is. Dude, those guys, <laughs> those guys aren't putting in dippers. They're like, oh no, I read the warning on the label. It said I might get throat cancer. <laughs> I might get like, lip cancer on, from this. Dude. Yeah, low cash doesn't fly fish is what I'm, I'm guessing. Not kicking the duck <laughs> up at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm there. guessing. One I'm guessing. Man. Come on, Sainsbury. Come on. Give me the vote there. It's a turn. Dude, what do you want me to say about that? That was awful. That was a terrible song. I didn't love their first song. uh, The first song I know that they got kind of big for, which was I I Love This Life. I didn't love that song, but it was kind of good. This 
was not. That's a major turd. It's a turd. That song was awful. We'll hope to redeem ourselves with new Ice Cube. Good cop, bad cop. That happens next on the Stansberry Show. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We have a pair of Rhythm and Brews tickets, that event on the 22nd of this month. I'll be out there from 6 to 8 that night. We get choked up with a pair of those as we uh, are nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday. Already played you the new Hard Knocks bikini season. Woof. Awful. Voted on the new Low Cash as well. Ring on every finger. Ugh. Was that bad? Turd. And now this video is actually online for you. WRQK.com if you want to check that out. And actually in it, Ice Cube's, uh, he wears a Yankees cap, but in a couple of the scenes, he's actually wearing an Indians cap as well. Is he, a, is he wearing a Wahoo hat? No, he's wearing the Block C, Block C hat. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe he'll be wearing the Wahoo okay. stuff, Ice Cube. Um, and this song is called Good Cop, Bad Cop. How, dude, how old is Cube now? He's got to be 50-something, right? 60? So cute can still do it. Yeah, he can still get it, dude. I mean, I don't know if this is a great song by him, but he's aggressive and on still the has the flow, like, still yeah. has the tempo. Uh, it, it sounds like this came off the first West Side Connection album, if, if I'm being honest. Yeah, the beat is is it's pretty good. I'm down when these bitches try to lock me down. Hit the ground, hit the turf, walk the earth. Cube kidnap your mind, Patty Hearst. Bust a verse that'll make your ass hit reverse. Kill the curse that was placed on the universe. West Coast warlord, black it in the black night. Uncle black and white when they ain't acting right. Good cop, good cop, filling out your report. Bad cop asking you to distort. Bad cop asking you to lie in court. Send another young brother up north. Yeah, that aggressive West Coast style will always sound good. It's always going to be good, yeah. Oh, pulling from his own catalog there. It just speaks to his talent, because if Mac-10 released a song today, it would be awful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if I, I love Ice-T, right? Original Gangster was an amazing album. But if that guy released a record today, probably not good. If MC Ren came out with something, I'm, oh, it's I'm, not going to be not, good. I'm not yeah. paying attention yeah. to that at all. Yeah. Forgot it's approaching 50. It's still pretty good. Where is your dignity? Where's your empathy? Where is your 
Like I talked about Debo and Craig. <laughs> that was awesome. Did a good job at the beat. And not the worst verses. Is he on the Mount Rushmore of rappers? Ice Cube? I'm going to have a hard time saying he's in the top four rappers of all time. Give me the four rappers in front of Cube before we vote on this. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just want to hear what the four, who the four are before Ice Cube. I mean, if I'm looking at this not from my favorite, but I'm looking at this from like a a best perspective and the most. Or right, what are we talking about right here? Like best skilled or most impact on genre? Most, I, I, I'd say a combination of the two. Right? It's not just one or the other. You kind of have to have mainstream success. You also have like to have artist credibility. You also have to have you know, it's a lot of different things that make you okay. The, Greatest, not just my favorite. Um, I think Jay Z has to be on that list. Okay. Uh, I think Tupac has to be on that list. Um, Does Tupac get a little credit because he died early? Uh, sure, he gets a little bit of credit because he died early, but he's also there. I mean, you know, is he slightly overrated? Yeah, but I bet you, you know, I think George Washington's probably a little overrated too. He's up on Mount Rushmore. Um, I'm gonna have to say, I think. Dr. I mean, first president. I mean, come on, Dr. Dre. Just impact of the game there. I'm gonna have to terrible put him, rapper. Though. I'm gonna have to put him up there. Um, I don't think he's a terrible rapper. Um, oh, Dr. Dre's a terrible rapper. Uh, am I putting Snoop on there? I mean, the best Dr. Dre songs he doesn't sing on. Eminem's Eminem probably is on there. Uh, yeah, so I, I I have a really hard time putting Fit in Ice Cube. I'd probably have a hard time fitting Ice Cube into my top ten. Where's Biggie? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying is, is, is you know, you're, you're getting into top four here. Ice Cube certainly doesn't doesn't make that list. If if, if I'm being real, Biggie's going to make that before him. Tupac's going to make that before him. Andre 3000 from Outcast is going to make that before oh, him. Oh, not me. before Cube for me. No, 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 no. I can't put either one of those guys in there. And honestly, I think Big Boy's the more talented of the two out of Outcast, to be honest with you. I would take Cube, Tupac, Biggie. I feel like Jay-Z's really good, but kind of overrated. Um, He's very good. I'd have to throw Eminem in there, but Cube would be on my Mount Rushmore. He's just, I mean, dude, with NWA and his solo stuff, he's just so good. That entire NWA, I mean, all that stuff was from his pen. Yeah, I got to throw Cube in my top four. Uh, give me the uh, give me the vote on good. Half a turn. Beat was good. Um, he's still aggressive with his cadence, but like he didn't say anything on that song. It was just good cop, bad cop, good cop, bad cop. At no point did I feel like, dude, I got to rewind it. What did he just say? So I felt like it was missing a big part of what it was supposed to be. I disagree. I think for what I would have expected out of brand new Ice Cube, I would have thought not very good at all, and I was completely wrong. I actually really liked that song a lot. Probably listened to it a couple of more times today. I liked uh, I'll vote not a turd on Good Cop. Not a turd! Should make you aware of this. As Canton uh, out of Canton here, Stark County Sheriff's deputy said they have a person of interest in connection with the Monday deaths of a Lake Township couple, while Cuyahoga County authorities say they believe that the deaths of a woman and her two adult daughters are connected to these deaths that happened here yesterday. Sergeant Jeremy Novelli said, 
we own, we have a person of interest and the Lake Township case remains under investigation. The Associated Press reports a 45-year-old man armed with a handgun was removed after a standoff from a home in Brunswick early Tuesday. Police there identified him as George Brinkman. Brunswick uh, Police Lieutenant Robert uh, Saffron said the man, subdued by use of a stun gun, is suspected in the deaths of women whose bodies were found Sunday night at the home in nearby North Royalton, adding that the women may have died a day before their bodies were found. He named no motive. Stark deputies were called Monday afternoon, we know, to uh, the 1300 block of Mount Pleasant, where uh, where two elderly uh, people were found dead. Shor- uh, Sheriff George T. Meyer said Monday night deputies found no signs of forced entry and investigators believe the suspect knew the victims. He could not be reached for comment Tuesday morning, but they're now reporting that these deaths may be connected. More information should be coming out. As the day goes on, obviously, if we hear anything out, we'll be uh, make sure we keep you aware via social media. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a fantastic uh, afternoon. But before we get there, you know what? I always forget to do this. Let's pass out these Rhythm and Brews tickets. We'll take caller 30 on those, 1-800-243-7625. And we'll join you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. See you.